Hello, Ecan Nation. How are you? Rob Howden here alongside my man David Cole for another edition of Face to Face. It's been a while since we've been on the show here. It's been an unbelievably busy middle part of the season. Where are we? August the 17th right now. It's Thursday, episode 72. And if I go back to my super late model roots, this is a Junior Hanley edition of the Face to Face. People in the know will I, know. I knew that, I knew that was coming. I was like, wait, 72? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, Junior yeah, Hanley. Yeah, 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 yeah 100%. Yeah. 100%. David, uh, obviously, this season has been crazy. There's been so many races going on. Um, USBKS, Stars, Supercarts, USA, CKNA. There's just been a ton of races left and right. Uh, but one of the ones we always look at is coming up, and that's kind of the focus here right now. Labor Day has always been, for the last couple of decades, the Rock Island Grand Prix, and that is the focus of the show tonight. We've got some great guests, of course, Roger Ruthart being one of them. Before we bring Roger on, you and I have done this many times. It's been a race that I was at uh, for many, many years. I think I first started announcing back in 99 when A.J. Whistler won uh, in the 125cc shifter category, won some money there. But uh, you you and I have raced it. We've I've called it. We've covered it. It's been, uh, it's been part of our calendar for many years. We lived it. We learned from it. <laughs> you have scars well, from it. Don't. Yeah, we have scars. You have from scars. It. <laughs> yeah, I do have scars from it. So, uh, yeah, this will be my 19th straight year or straight event, wow. you know, obviously missing 2020, uh, due to COVID, but, uh, yeah. So it's been since 2004 that I've been going every Labor Day weekend. I tell everybody, I'm sorry, I can't go to that party or can't do this. Yeah. Can't do that. We'll be at Rock Island Grand Prix. So it's, uh, I, it's exciting. I don't really feel like I should be on this broadcast. I'm kind of cheesed that I have to be because I'm not allowed to go to the race. Cause I'll be in Portland for the USF Pro Championships finale alongside IndyCar. I would love to be at Rock Island like always, but hopefully potentially next year, now that I hear that Portland's moving one week into September, so maybe I'll be back. But yeah, you're going to do more of the heavy lifting here because you're the one that's going to be trackside. I do have a lot of history, of course, at the event, as do you. So it's just one of those races, man, that that uh, we, we call, tell everybody, a fantastic bucket list race. Haul your stuff out there. If you don't want to haul your stuff out there, the Margate Ignite program is the perfect way to come out there, arrive and drive is absolutely perfect the way to come out and enjoy the race. But David, I know Rock Island and the whole Grand Prix committee, they've been posting up a lot of videos, getting people to talk about the race, right? You were one of them. Uh, it really is just, it's a bucket list race for anybody in the sport. Yeah, it certainly is. You ask any one of the people that were in a video, that it is a bucket list event and you keep going back to it. Uh, that's not something you just do once and, and you're yeah. done, unless it's not quite your cup of tea. <laughs> that's uh, and, and that's what we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get with uh, with Chase and Race a little bit, because it, it's something unique. It's something completely different. It's almost, you know, you look at motorcycle racing, the Isle Man, like that's like a little bit. Yeah, it's a little it feels like that a little bit, but it's not really because it, it's a safe event. It is. You know, it, there's you, you, the safety aspect has certainly changed since 2004. When you go from the hay bales that they, they used to run now to, to barriers. And so we see a lot less injuries. And uh, and so it's a safe event. It's just, it's that, it's that feeling of running with walls. It's you know, the, it. only other, the only other places you get that are Super Nationals or Rock Vegas or, yeah. or te- any other temporary circuit. So you have to be something that uh, you're used to and, and, and can adapt to it. Indeed. So uh, just so you guys know, those of you tuning in, uh, if you have any questions for any of our guests, four of them coming on, feel free to knock those 
in the the comments, and we'll uh, we'll get them out there for sure. Uh, joining us, of course, Roger Ruthart. Uh, his name, of course, attached to the Rock Island Grand Prix for over for over two decades as part of the committee that puts this amazing race on. Uh, Keith Freiber with us from from Margay Racing as well. Margay has been a fixture at that event for many many years, whether it was before the Ignite program, or of course with the Ignite, now it being a big part of the Ignite major program. And the two racers that have uh, multiple victories there, uh, we heard you heard David talk about uh, Race and Chase. So Race Liberante and Chase Jones are going to be joining us here to talk about their time at Rock Island, the wins they were able to get, what it meant, how unique the event is, and, and whether we'll see them back here in 2023. Uh, David, let's, let's start by bringing in the man of the hour, the guy that I think the, actually the, the, the first paying gig I had as an announcer. Uh, Roger Ruthart. In fact, he didn't pay the whole thing though. It was actually Bob Wilson that paid me a hundred dollars to announce the shifter cart class. Uh, but yeah. Roger, Roger stepped up and paid me a bit of money as well. So my first pay paying gig, I think, was Roger Ruthart. Roger, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. So, uh, Roger, let's just let's just roll things out here right now. I, another edition of this event. Uh, you've blown past the 25th anniversary, which I think is was great. Uh, and now we're to the next one. What's, you know, it's always a fun, safe, exciting weekend. We talk about that. Uh, what's anything new to start out with? Any returning classes you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, th this year, probably more than many. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of new things going on. Um, we started off way back early in the year, talking not only with our own group, but with some of the other regional programs and that about making the racing more fun and safer. And that's something that we will continue to work on all through the weekend with our race officials and, you know, the racers themselves. Um, it's just, it's just a challenge um, because the race is so different and there's a lot of people who have never run a race like this before. We also have, you know, you, you run a class that, um, you know, has, you know, race or chase running on one end and and a guy who's never run the class before signed up in the same class. And they all, they have different expectations of what to expect when they're out there. And, and probably none of them are totally accurate because the, cor <laughs> the course just changes as the, as the weekend moves on, as you guys know from racing there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you start out with no rubber on the road and dust and gravel and whatever else we couldn't pick up. And then as you know, it, it gets sunny or it gets shady, you know, part of the track is, is in the sun all day and part of it's in the shade and part of it's concrete and part of it's asphalt, part of it's flat and part of it's crowned and you have to learn all this stuff. So that's part of the challenge just coming here for the first time. And just the little changes in the racetrack itself, right? A couple inches here or there are going to change the apex where you have to approach it. Sometimes obviously it's a city street. So they don't really worry about us racing, but they'll, they'll, you know, a little bit of a little patch here, a little patch there. It's going to change the way you approach some of these corners. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this year, as I'm sure most of the people in karting have heard, uh, the insurance industry has come down on street racing. And so we've had a lot to deal with there that, you know, fortunately we have a good record and we hope to continue to, but there are going to be some changes in the track and fencing and things like that, that, are sort of beyond our control other than, you know, they need to be done. If you're thinking about coming to the race here this year, the Rock Island Grand Prix, uh, again, brought to you by Extreme. Uh, good opportunity to, to ask some questions from Roger here if you want, so feel free to put them in the comments if you will. 
Uh, I mentioned returning class. One of the classes we had many, many years ago was the multi-engine tag senior category. That's back on the docket. Let's talk a little bit about bringing tag senior back. Well, you know, I'm I'm really excited about that, and I hope the class gets the support. Um, you, you guys can go back to, you know, the early 2000s when Tom Argy was the race director. And th that class, I mean, he's the one that basically started it because there was a lot of people with engines over here, but they had, they were running three people in the class. So he figured a way to, you know, sort of put them all together. And for many years, you know, Rock Island was one of the premier tag races in the world. And we had people here from, you know, England and Italy and Mexico and places like that, that were racing and winning here. So that's right. Martin Pierce. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and a bunch of Canadians were successful here. So, I mean, really, you know, that for a while that kind of died away and now some of those engines are starting to come back. So we figured, you know, we really wanted Rock Island has, whenever possible should be a place where, you know, anybody can come and race. And it's truly one of the things that, I mean, where else can you go and see, you know, the, the Briggs and Stratton, the Ignites, the Yamahas, all the vintage classes, all the shifter classes, all of that running at the same event, you know, so, you know, we want to make that, available how we're going to to do that schedule wise is still in the works depending on how many entrants we end up with and things like that but um you know i'm i'm hopeful that it, you know it, it has a real good turnout uh it has I, a great history and we'd like to see it continue okay yeah so you talk about all the experience of people that have been going there and how the briggs and briggs 206 engine package has been really the the most popular one since it started in 2012 Let's talk a little about the new Briggs 206 novice category, because like you said, there are certain drivers who have won there multiple times and they are going for their 20th or even, you know, fifth or 10th or 15th rock trophy there. This category is kind of designed for those who have not won yet there or are new to this event as well, too, correct? Correct. Yeah, it's, that's one of the things we looked at when we were uh, you know, trying to figure out how we can make it safer and you can't really do that for everybody other than how you maybe officiate on the track and things like that. But, you know, we have, we have these races where you have, you know, multi winners like uh, Skitchy Barnes and uh, well, there's, there's probably Tony Nielsen. Tony, Tony Nielsen. Nielsen are, they're the ones that come to mind and they're out there and how they race with each other on the last lap is a lot different than how somebody who's, never left their home track and comes here as, you know, as a one-off event and they're out there at the same time. So we thought just to have a better experience for the, for the new racers and make it safer, that was one way to do it. And we'll see how, you know, how, how popular it is, but um, it's worth a try at least. And it's one of those things you guys know real well, we sit down in, in January and try and figure out what, how our race is going to run Labor Day weekend and a million things can change in the meantime. And so, you know, we're just, we just cross our fingers and hope we made the right decisions. So the class is for not for new people, but also non-winners, right? People that have not won a rock yet. People who have not, not won at Rock Island cannot enter it. People okay. who have won at Rock Island cannot enter it. Cannot enter it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's solid. Uh, what about you your know, staff? Okay, keep going, Roger. You got more? No, I was just going to say, you know, we have a lot of people who come here for different reasons. We have guys, you know, national drivers that come here and they're, you know, well-prepared and they want to win. 
We have guys that are just happy to death if they fin finish in the top 10 or finish the race. And we have guys that come who are just hoping to, you know, have a good time and not get too hammered the night before so they can go out and race the next day. I think you I know, fit just, all that. They're just here for the, <laughs> here for the fun of it. <laughs> and, it. And all of that is fine, but it, it makes it challenging when you're trying to run a, a good event that appeals to all of them. That's it. Again, we always talk about Rock Island being the most fun, both on and off the track, right? It's just the whole thing about the atmosphere. That has a different feel, a different air to it. Um, hey, listen, uh, listen, over 20-something years of doing this right now, uh, Roger, uh, you know, people come and go. Some staff ages out, decides they don't want to spend the time there and, and the time it takes. Are, do you have some new staff members on the docket here for this year? Uh, we have a couple changes that, um, you know, that, that we're ex excited about, experienced officials that we're bringing in and um, but mo mostly it's, you know, we have a, a crew, I, I jokingly say it's like getting the family together at Christmas, you know, once a year, they all get together and, yep. and you have Terry Riggins and Tom Thielen and That's Bob it. Monday and Jason Burgess, all these guys that have been coming here for years. And, um, so yeah, there's a little, there's a little change. There's a, a, uh, couple new people in tech and a couple, couple new corner workers and things like that. Uh, new flagman, uh, Porter Weisenthal, our, our flagman this year. But, you know, it's going to be pretty much what people are used to in terms of the overall, you know, approach to the event. Um, we're just going, to, as I said earlier, we're going to be talking with the racers and with the corner marshals and officials about, you know, what we want them to watch for a little bit more carefully. You know, over the many years I was there early on, and I think I was there about 16, 17 years in a row, I was I was always very, very proud to be, you know, the voice of the event or one of the voices of the event on different occasions. Uh, who Who's the, the voice of the event this year? Who's, who are going to be uh, having those pipes pumped through the PA system? This year we're going to have, um, well, actually the same crew we had two years ago, uh, Jay Kidwell and uh, Carter Pease. They did an awesome job and uh, – they just, you know, between them, one is a, as a media background. He's uh, Jay's the sports director at the local TV station, and uh, Carter's a racer. He's raced carts for years, and now he's moved on to some other stuff. But between them, they just they just work really well together. They do great interviews with the drivers, and um, they talk back and forth and ask each other questions and things. So, you know, you, you have to remember that at Rock Island unlike a lot of places, the whole downtown is wired for sound. So we're actually, you know, putting information out there for people who know nothing about karting or want to know what race is going on or who the drivers are or whatever. That's what we're, that's what we're really trying to do. And these yeah, two are really good at it. So there's different levels, right? Not only are you just calling the action to those in the paddock and those who know the sport, but you're also trying to educate throughout the entire weekend yep. as well. I think, Having, having a guy like Jay, who's a local, you know, a local TV sports guy, it connects the sport to the city, I think, really well. Obviously, as a, you know, when I'm there, I'm doing, I'm doing what I was doing for the sport. But to have somebody local, I think, is really good in terms of educating him and being able to and him educate people on his on his own shows. Yeah, like you'll hear Jay a lot just talking about, you know, telling people about Rock Island and the Quad Cities and about the history of the race and things like that. And Carter's going to be more focused on what are the drivers thinking as they prepare for this race or what are they talking about as they set their carts up on the track and things like that. So it's really a, gr a great um, 
combination of, of providing information to people who, you know, most most people are coming there just to watch racing, but they really don't know the, the whole background. So I'll be trying to educate them with that. Dave, what do you got? Got, got yeah. a question here. What's Roger's what? favorite class to watch? That's by Joseph Rapp. Joseph Rapp doesn't get to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, this isn't your broadcast, Ruth Art. Yeah, we need oh, to know right, what's right. your favorite class. I mean, I would think it's King of the Streets for you. Um, I really enjoy all the all the King classes. You yeah. know, a couple of years ago, we added the King of the Rock for the four four cycles in the, and the hundred uh, cc, and those races are, um, I don't know, just a little bit more special in terms of. You know how they're how they're presented and what the action is and all that sort of thing. I also, you know, quite honestly, I like to watch the vintage stuff because those guys are. I mean, those guys are just out there for the love of the sport. I mean, yeah. they've been doing this for fifty years and they they'll, they just want to go out and have fun. So I, you know, I enjoy watching those races too. Um, the Ignite has has been a good program, I think, just because it gets people into into the sport who wouldn't normally have been able to. And you, usually they're pretty all pretty evenly matched, so that's a, that's a different kind of race to watch. But it's still, it's, I still find it very enjoyable. No doubt. Here's one coming up for you. Some jam racing coming next year. I like it. Start start if you can't go this year, block it out in your calendar for 2024. Hopefully I'll be there again as well. Roger, uh, anything, tune anything in any karting news, and you hear you'll hear what you're you know looking for next year. That's it. 100. percent uh, anything else you want to add right now, Roger? Things uh, you're pretty happy with the way things are rolling in. We're only what a couple of weeks away from it. Um, well, it, it seems like every year we get more and more of our entries come in the last two weeks. <laughs> right. So we don't we don't really have a a clue um, how many we're going to have. Right. You know, it's really hard to get into any of that discussion. Yeah. They're running about the same as last year, so we you know we figure that's that's going to help. Um, we I think. Um, one thing that's that's helped us a lot this year, we talked a little bit about the um, changes in insurance, and that brought with it a lot of um, expense we hadn't had to deal with in the past. Our rates kind of went way up. So we've added some new sponsors, and that's been very helpful. Um, and among them is a, is a uh, company called Baker Street Creations, which does a lot of marketing and packaging design and things like that. And um, Kate Adams has sort of taken over and run with our social network stuff um, with some help that she's twist, done some arm twisting and got others involved. With, you've seen some of the interviews with other with racers and things like that. But um, I'm really excited about the work that she's done and that we've done as an event in terms of getting interesting information out there. I mean, we have like uh, a series of I think it's 30 different pieces on the history of Rock Island. She's been through, I think, maybe five or six of them. So you can keep watching that all year long and that's awesome. And, and find out about, you know, the people that have been here and the interesting things that have happened. But um, yeah, it's just been a really good year from a lot of different perspectives. Very challenging. You know, the whole safety thing and the, and the, the budget, you always got to worry about the budget. Mm -hmm. And then, and then all the promotion and uh, you know, and the one thing we have seen is a lot of um, new names that have registered. So I'm like excited that. about, I'm excited about that. I'm, you know, uh, like Keith, you know, you just like to see get new people getting into the sport. 
But, um, you know, that that's, you know, really critical. Sadly, I've heard from some of them that they're coming because they're afraid this is going to be the last year at Rock Island because okay. the insurance company will shut us down for next year. But like I said, we're doing all we can this year to, to meet the expectations and to, you know, keep moving forward. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group is an official Kart Republic race team providing full trackside support at all the major USA karting events, including the Scusa Pro Tour, United States Pro Kart Series, Scusa Super Nationals 25, and other events throughout the 2022 season. TKG has in stock Kart Republic, IAMI, MG Novinko tires, and more products for those in Ohio and the Midwest region. Trinity Karting Group has a long history of the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. Motor mounts. They keep your engine attached to your chassis, right? The answer is they're much more important than that. Your motor mount is critical in transferring 100% of the power from your engine through to your tires and the racetrack. You need this to get on the podium each and every time you race. Odenthal Racing Products is here for you, providing the best motor mounts on the karting market today. All designed to make sure you're using all the horsepower you pay for. Odenthal Racing Products is a family-owned and operated business with decades of karting experience in providing products with unmatched quality and value for our racing community. The Pro Series mount for two cycle engines, which is available in 0, 5, and 8 degree inclinations, provides a rigid structure to help keep vibration to a minimum without adding too much weight to your setup. The four cycle easy set system is one of the most popular mounts for the Briggs & Stratton 206 power plant. Multiple mounting holes provide the most adjustability depending on your chassis and seat placement. To ensure a tight fit to your chassis, our ORP wedge clamps get the job done. And they feature a number of design updates to provide a lower profile and lighter weight. The clamps are available from 28mm to 32mm in both standard and Euro style sizes. And now, Oluthal has also revolutionized the karting industry with its new Easy GP camera mounting system. Designed to mount anywhere on your chassis with one or two cameras, the ORP EZGP camera mount is your solution to capture that onboard winning moment. Head to OdenthalRacing.com and find a dealer near you. Odenthal Racing Products, proudly made in the USA. 
Powered by technology, DID racing chains have a worldwide reputation for superior quality and reliability. Meticulously engineered and manufactured in Japan, DID Genuine Parts are the world's number one original parts supplier for Japanese and European motorcycle manufacturers. A rich racing tradition where results speak for themselves, DID prides itself on engineering the most technologically advanced chains on the market to help you excel on and off the track. DID's SDH pin treatment creates an extremely hard chromium carbide layer on the pin surface that houses a soft inner core to absorb extreme shock loads. DID's 219 HTZ racing chain boasts this SDH pin technology, which leads to longer chain life as well as excellent energy transmission to the wheels. Available in the gorgeous gold, the 219 HTZ is the ultimate racing kart chain. Pick up a DID chain at your local dealer today, because when winning is the only thing that matters, go with DID. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. One of the things, obviously, Roger's talking a bit about the, you know, the, the, the work that gets done behind the scenes and just the event itself, and other than all the hours, the countless hours that get put in throughout the year. We talked about, he talked about the fact that kind of January, they get together and start working on the new event uh, nine months later. But even the weekend itself, David, we've talked about this. You roll in there and it's a city. The, the track is, are still city streets to like five o'clock at night before they shut things down. And then everybody comes in and, and they build the track overnight. And when you roll in for the driver's meeting on Saturday morning, there's a racetrack there ready to go. So, you know, kudos to Terry Griggins and the crew there that, that helps put that together. But that's part of the infrastructure, right, Roger, being able to put a, something together like that. Absolutely. And, you know, when we started this, it was easy to go out and, and find volunteer groups to come and help everybody, you know, everybody everywhere volunteer. This was 30 years ago when we yeah. first started. Um, this will be our 28th year. We missed two along the way, but, um, but it's, you know, every year it gets more more and more difficult to find volunteers. You know, we have a good group of people and some of our corner workers have been doing this, you know, 15, 18 years. And uh, so we don't worry about that, but you know, when you have to find a couple hundred people to help set up the track and tear it down and hope it doesn't rain and nobody shows up and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> right. It's a lot of stuff that people don't think about, you know, when they come to race or when they watch it on e-carding news. Exactly that. All right, Roger, thank you so much. You can hang out if you want. Yeah. We're going to bring in Keith Freeber now. We're talking about uh, somebody who's been around the sport for a long time and, and been part of this uh, this program for many, many years. Keith and I actually, I know he was, he was my wrench back in, I think, 2004 for a tag Masters run in the top five, but we might have had a little too much fun at Travolta's the night before. But, Keith, first off, thanks for taking some time out tonight to join us. We appreciate that from, of course, Margate Racing in, in, in St. Louis. But, hey, let's just talk about, about the Rock Island Grand Prix and how much it means to Margate because you guys not only is the brand won a lot of races there, but as a night major part of the, you know, the whole ignite program, it really has been kind of part of the foundation of what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Rock Island is really special to us for, for the Rock Island Grand Prix is really special to us for a lot of reasons. Uh, we've our chassis, our brand has won more races at Rock Island than any other, um, which is pretty cool. Um, the, the other thing that's really sort of special to us and, and sort of more recent is that Roger Ruthart and his crew were the first ones to, to really sign up and believe in the Ignite program. Yeah. Roger's the first guy that gave us a, a slot in a, a national level event. 
and really welcomed us with open arms and embraced the concept of what we were trying to do. And I think it's worked really well for, for both parties. You know, um, we've brought a lot of new people to the sport uh, through events like Rock Island. And, um, you know, we, we are longtime fans, of course, of street racing. And, and Rock Island uh, is one of those legendary events that uh, we wouldn't miss. What about your the races themselves? I know both David and I have run the Ignite category there. David, multiple occasions, but maybe be back for another show this year, I think. David may I be back so. behind the wheel. I'm hearing that he may be doing some race, maybe bringing the helmet with him to Rock Island. We don't have the year. breaking news sound, but yeah. yeah <laughs> that's true. There are rumors to that effect. <laughs> the, yes. That's yeah. very true. Uh, but yeah, let's 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 talk about the rate your racers. I know I'm always I was always so excited when I got a chance to go to Rock Island, not only to announce, but to race as well. I'm sure your racers feel the same thing to get a chance to go to an event of that stature. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the really good racers always want to race the really good racers. The best yeah. want to race the best, right? And and that's what an event like Rock Island brings out. You know, you we've got Tony Nielsen, uh, Jeff Dolian, Skitchy Barnes, all going to go head to head in the Ignite classes. I mean, yeah. to me, that's super cool. And and Ignite is a, was originally developed to be sort of an entry level class for all these new people, but what I think is important to note is that a lot of those people, they need a standard. They need to know, they need somebody to gauge themselves against. And so initially we were trying to downplay the involvement of the big names in this class, but at the major events, yeah, we want the big names now because all of those new people and all those people that have been in for a year or two, they need to gauge themselves against the best and see where they stand in it. And it helps advance them right they work harder it's like wow there's a gap i gotta close yeah. that gap one the year that they brought out lo206 masters i was very quick but tony was his first i think he was 30 that year and he like literally the way he brought me forward me trying to yeah. chase him and learn from him and he's carrying this much speed okay i'm gonna try to do that as well the amount i learned just trying to hang out with with tony nielsen that year kept going for many many years afterwards right because and again that's the thing if you're anybody who's in the, the ignite program you got to get out because you want to be able to race with these guys. You want to be able to hang on to Skitchy and Jeff and, and look, all the other guys that are, that are essentially Ignite stars, right? There are so many drivers who have been through this Ignite program for many years who are the guys you have to beat when you get there. But yeah. being able to step up and run with them, that's that's the beauty of the whole program, knowing, again, that you're all on a level playing field. You're all on the same equipment. Yeah. Right, Dave? I was just going to say that. It, it all yeah. boils down to the driver because everybody's on the same equipment. So it, it helps – it helps get rid of that stigma and that perception that, Oh, well, that guy has way better equipment. No, if you're in the night program, you're all racing on the same stuff. So yeah. if, if you're a 10th off Tony Nielsen, Hey, that's you. It's not, it, yeah, not, yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with the cart. Yeah. And, and one of the, other, there's two things I really want to say about street racing in general and, and specifically rock Island. There's two really important things about street racing. One, it makes better drivers. It develops better drivers because you don't have three days of practice or two days of practice where you can go out there and make a thousand laps with your tuner and all this other sort of stuff. Thursday and practice, Thursday the practice and, and getting there the weekend before and, and you go out and just make lap after lap. I mean, there's a lot of people that can get quick that way. Um, at a street race, you got to unload and go. And that's, what's really awesome about it. And that to me is what separates the better drivers from, from the not so 
better drivers, you know? And, and listen, um, and, and Keith, if, if you're a driver who's new to the Margate Ignite program uh, and you go to an event like this, then I tell this to everybody all the time, you got to go to that event because if you think you're intimidated when you're at home or whatever happens at your home track, go yeah. to a big, big race. Yeah. And then when you come back, you won't be, it'll be yeah. old hat, right? You, yeah. you, you push yourself into a different place. When you come yeah. home, you know, you're, you're so much more comfortable. That That's exactly right. So, uh, there's a lot of advantages for all drivers to go run street races because it, it gets you out of your comfort zone. Um, it really challenges you in ways that you wouldn't be challenged at your local track. Um, and when you do come back to your local track, that place is going to be gravy. I mean, you know, I mean, it's like, hey, I just I just finished yeah. top 10 at Rock Island. This is a piece of cake. So um, and the other important thing. Uh, so that's important for the drivers. Right. That's why street racing is important for drivers. Street racing is really important for the karting industry for a different reason entirely. And that's because it puts karting in front of so many people. And, and I have seen this happen. I I've seen this. I it's, it's a fact. We have gotten so many people in the sport. Uh, we've gotten them to go from one side of the fence to the other side of the fence. There are yeah. so many people that watched rock Island. They sat outside the fence one year with their buddies and they went, I want to do that. And next year, you know, they always approach us in the pits and say, hey, I, remember me? You talked to me last year and I went and I bought a cart this winter and, and now I'm here. And I saw that so often with Rock Island, with Quincy. And then we just returned from Elkhart and we saw so much of that again, where spectators were sort of seeking us out at the end of the day going, how do I do this? Yes. How do I get involved? Yeah. And and in karting, we need every bit of that that we can get, you know, and and street racing puts us in front of the right crowd. You know, when, I mean, we all love club racing and racing at all these cool tracks all around the country, but a lot of times those tracks are sort of out in the weeds or out in the fields or whatever, and you don't have a lot of spectators, you know, it's kind of off the radar. But when you're in downtown, you know, Rock Island and the track is lined with spectators, yeah, you're going to have 10, 15 people that go, man, I want to go do that. And, and that's something that we really need to uh, embrace as an industry and make the most of. Well, you look at NASCAR and IndyCar, they're doing that. You know, NASCAR's never done a street race yeah. and boom, they go to Chicago. I was in Chicago that weekend and all I heard was people talking about the race and being yeah. just, just, just not even going, but just talking about it. And it brings, so it brings attention to it. And, you know, that's something we've always seen with spectator racing and karting is it helps, like you said, not going an, an hour away to, to a cornfield to go make laps. You're yeah. bringing it right to them yeah. to where they can, they can be right there. We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Ready to step up your game? Joining the Rawlison Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. We work with all age groups and are focused on developing those cadet and junior drivers who are ready to take the next step in their racing program. Rawlison Performance Group has set a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vincent. AVP has become the benchmark in IAMI competition. We have the largest OTK inventory that follows our race team, providing trackside parts at all the major events in North America. RPG also offers multilingual support 
with French, Spanish, and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. The Rawls Performance Group. We race to win. It all started in my parents' garage. That's the foundation for MPG Motorsports, which grew from a small home garage in Indiana into one of the top race teams and car shops in the industry. A true passion for motorsports runs deep in the DNA of MPG, which has developed strong connections within karting. Now based at the Whiteland Raceway Park in central Indiana, MPG Motorsports offers a wide range of opportunities through its race team while providing a full-service kart shop as an official dealer for the Kart Republic brand. The MPG Motorsports race team is led by ownership partner and karting champion Chase Jones and provides full trackside service and driver development. Be part of the MPG program at the USPKS, Stars Championship Series, and Route 66 Sprint Series events with arrive and drive opportunities available at those programs, as well as at the Whiteland Club races this season. A new 3,500 square foot shop is now open at the Whiteland Raceway Park in Whiteland, Indiana, and is the new home of MPG Motorsports. This new headquarters will provide local and regional racers with a full service race shop that provides a wide range of parts and supplies to racers, including the full chassis line of the Car Republic brand. For more, head to mpg-motorsports.com and follow us on social media. Let MPG Motorsports take your motorsports career in the direction of your choice. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Another and for, thing. And David, and David, for a sport that doesn't have we don't have an, an, we don't have an, spectators, an, but we also we also have a program that pushes out to the public outside right. of our, our own community, right? We're right. again, I hate the term, but Carding's America's best kept secret, right? Motorsports' yeah. best kept secret, right? right? And that's a sad thing. It's not a secret when we're at the track. We're telling people a lot about it, which is great. Right? Yeah, yeah. So again, great opportunity for both drivers and for the industry members. Um, everybody wins as far as I'm concerned with street racing. So, uh, we're super appreciative of everything Roger and his team do for the sport of karting. 
it's a lot of work to keep this thing going. But, uh, Roger's not jetting off to the Caribbean for uh, six weeks or anything <laughs> after this race. I mean, he's he's back to work for next. He doesn't year. even have the great internet. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> dial up with Roger. So you know, uh, people like Roger do it because they love the sport. It's passion. Uh, yeah. It's a passion, and and they also love their city, you know. And they're it's yeah. they're trying to bring more events to the city. So we've yeah. got some really great events still between Elkhart next year. I'm sure Elkhart's going to be back on. Pretty confident Rock Island will be back on again next year. Um, you know, and it would really be nice to see some of these street races, you know, continue on because again, great development programs for drivers, and it puts us in front of a lot of people. Keith, you mentioned multiple wins for Margay at the Rock On Grand Prix, the most of any other manufacturer. And I, I just go back through my names and think of guys like Evans. And obviously, we already talked about Tony Nielsen, Caleb Lenuski, uh, Joey King, uh, uh, Mich- M- Michelle Bumgarner. Um, That's my right there. Well, hold on. This is the question. What oh. is there a Rock Island Grand Prix memory that stands out among all of them other than you and I? <laughs> Other than you shaking off practice the morning of the race, because Dude, I was uh, so hungover. <laughs> uh, yes, the standout for me is easy, and that was Michelle Bumgarner's drive in tag to uh, win the the race the second year she was there. Um, it was, I mean, that girl could drive. Yeah. I mean, she knew how to pass. I mean, there's a lot of quick guys out there, a lot of quick drivers, right? There's a, there's plenty of fast drivers out there. Uh, there's not as many that can pass. And, and make things happen. And that's the difference between really good drivers and really great drivers, you know, and she could make stuff happen. And uh, she's leading the race. And so before the race starts, they, they set the cart down on the grid. And I think it was Rick Folks who was wrenching on it at the time, along with Scott Evans and Mike Birdsell and a few others. And they set the cart down on the grid. I'm back at the pits. I'm just kind of chilling at the truck, waiting for the race to start. All of a sudden, everybody's sprinting back to the pit area, pushing the go-kart back while they're on the grid. And I'm thinking, holy cow, this isn't good. <laughs> and one of the anybody that knows anything about the rock engines in that era with the ignition systems, one of the ignition wires had broken. And they just they happened to catch it on the grid. So massive triage effort. And I'm, you know getting this thing back together as quick as I could, turn them around, get back up to the grid. She fires off. She ends up leading the race, catches some lap traffic. You know, things got weird in the middle of the race for some reason. And she lost like four spots. She fell back quite a ways and with half the race to look to go. And um, I thought, well, man, this, this, that's it. We're done, you know? And a lot of, I mean, the field was stacked too. I mean, there was a lot of really talented drivers in there. She falls back to fourth comes by the next lap and she dropped like a half second or something crazy over her fastest lap of the race. And I was like, Holy cow, you right, might have a shot at this deal. You know, <laughs> or it's on. She comes by again and she dropped like another couple tenths, you know, and I'm like, man, it's on. And pretty soon she's in third and pretty soon she catches second, which I think was Caleb. If I'm not mistaken, or Caleb might've been leading actually Caleb, I think was leading. She runs down Caleb passes for the lead with like a lap to go. She wins this thing. I mean, it was like every lap I was just like, holy cow. I mean, I've seen a few go-kart races and I've, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. So she crosses the line. She wins. I'm like, man, that was fantastic. She never comes back around. So I'm waiting over by the scales. She never shows up. I'm like, you know, what the heck? I don't have any idea what's going on. 
finally the cart comes back on the pickup trailer. And I'm like, what did she crash after the flag or, or what happened? You know, the freaking ignition wire broke like 20 feet past the start finish Ooh, line. Wow. It was, it was crazy. But I mean, she, she showed to me that day, she really showed um, the type of difference a driver can make, you know, and again, not every driver can do what she did that day. There's plenty of guys that can go out there and just crank off fast lap after fast lap, you know, and then sit behind somebody for four laps. And, you know, it's a parade now. And, and she was different. She was different than everybody else I'd worked with. She was really, really good. And I really miss her. Um, I, I think she was highly underrated and, and had a lot of potential, but um, the other two guys that you got coming on are in that same boat as her. They make yeah. things happen. Indeed. And two of the best in the business for sure. And, and those are two guys that don't ride around behind people for four or five laps. They <laughs> Maybe not. Like I always tell, I tell all these kids, like, hey, look, if you want to ride around in a parade, join the Shriners. Because <laughs> that's what they do. Um, but no, your your next two guests really make stuff happen. And, so and let's uh, I think highly of both of them. Don't go anywhere. Perfect segue. You drop to the back. We're going to drop you down. We're going to bring you guys, everybody, you and Roger back in at the end. Let's bring in Chase Jones and Race Liberante, two drivers who have really made a name for themselves over the last couple of years for sure. We're waiting for Chase to pop up here. Um, he's, he's there. He's there. there he kind of. I can hear him. I just don't see him yet. All yeah. Right. La lagging per the usual. Yep. <laughs> Race, we can see you, so we'll start with you. Um, listen, you're a four-time Rock Island winner. Uh, 2019 King of the Streets and Open Shifter, 2021 206 Heavy and King of the Rock 100. You've won in three different uh, disciplines. Just tell me about your time at, at Rock Island. What's a what is it, what's it like to win there? Man, it's uh it's pretty surreal. I remember as a kid, you know, growing up in California, we didn't yeah. uh, we didn't really have many street races. Um, we had Buffalo Bills, uh, which was kind of a cool temporary deal. Um, and then later came my hometown race, the Lancaster Grand Prix. But uh, past that, I never really street raced much or gotten the opportunity to. And I always remember flipping through Go Racing magazines or seeing on EKN on the website, you know, all the articles every Labor Day weekend, who won King of the Streets this year. And I remember, you know, Rudolph and all these other amazing, you know, uh, uh, the speeds, like so many great drivers have come yeah. through and won uh, a rock. And, you know, honestly, it wasn't until... I went there and really understood what was going on, you know, because even prior, you know, doing some of those temporary circuit races like Vegas, um, Buffalo Bills, and then even my hometown street race, you know, it was much smoother pavement, uh, a lot more predictable, a little bit easier of a surface to run on. So I really had no expectation as to what was going to go on because I was so used to what I was accustomed to. And then Getting into the weekend, you know, I, I just happened, I think I, I happened to be there uh, in 2019 when it was one of the most, I would say, stacked King of the Streets fields to date. Um, and guys like Jake French and Billy Musgrave and I were after first practice, I got a smile ear to ear and those guys are borderline crap in their pants, you know. And and I remember Billy coming up to me going, holy shit, this place is no joke. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be an amazing event. So between, you know, winning there, um, an amazing feeling. I mean, just so many fans around, the crowd there, 
um, being able to just do donuts and burn out all the way around the place and the fans are going crazy. Um, that's such a great feeling. And then even the banquet afterwards is such a fun time. Everybody's half cocked by the time we get there. So the interviews are awesome. Um, it's a great, it's a great celebration for such an amazing race for the sport. Like Keith said earlier, you know, that's, that was the big thing for me, like seeing so many people. And even when I, I really got a taste of that at the Lancaster Grand Prix because it was home. Right. So all the locals, you know, people I knew and whatever, seeing how it brings a community that isn't um, really isn't a racing fans per their nature, bringing them into a race and a sport that is, a you know, something obtainable by the average household income and the average family can go and go and do if you have a pickup truck or you can, you know, put your card up on a wagon like it's something that's obtainable for people to come watch and it's something they can later participate in so being a part of an event like that with such a pedigree over the last what would you say 28 30 last 30 years and 28 events to go there and win a so i mean the, the damn trophy weighs 20 pounds so you know it's it's a legit rock it's not a it's fake. a rock yeah it's real so you know, like I had to build different shelves in my office to even hang the damn thing up because the other ones would have fallen down with today's plastic trophies that have a wrap behind it. Right. So just the just everything about the event just really ties together. And the I think my favorite part is, like you said, you unload and you go like other than changing the gear ratio, the, the setup really ultimately doesn't matter too much. I mean, there's not much you can do to put grip in a street that doesn't have grip. Yeah. So the go-kart really doesn't change much. You're messing with a little bit of gearing. You're not looking at data because the track's going to change next session anyways. And it can change, you know, in some main events, it changes lap to lap to lap depending on the carnage that's occurring in, in the field. So it's a race where you're completely always on your toes and you're relying completely on instinct to get around that racetrack. And when you win a race, like with all of that in mind, I, I think it's, you know, I, it was one of the only races I've ever cried after winning. Cause I, if you guys recall, I had to come from like 16th or something stupid. And, and it was just, there were so many good drivers and the crowd was so big and everything about it. Like I just always wanted to win that race. And after the first one, you know, they did, they don't get any easier. And, <laughs> um, and the feeling is still the same after you go and win a race like that. David Cole, you're going to have to help me with this. Cause I just, as I'm picking this up, has there ever been a driver who has won a Briggs category and King of the streets before? No. No, Let's go. Yeah, say. race is the only one. Yes, <laughs> he's won. You've won in Briggs, hundred CC, and the Shifter Class, the King of the Streets. I don't think anybody's done that. That's that's yeah. to me. That's pretty amazing. That shows like the whole you know they be able to handle. Anyone Chase is trying one. to get on. He said he got lucky. So, <laughs> right. yeah, you know the hundred CC win was lucky. The 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 Briggs <laughs> win it was him and I. We kind of broke away. Yeah, no, I did. He was leading. I I decided to pinch my fuel line too long on the start, and I flooded. You know, I didn't flood the motor. I starved it of fuel, and I had to restart. And he was half a straight ahead and blew a chain. So I did get that one in a lucky fashion. But the uh, the Briggs win was him and I. We checked out, and we had a good old fashioned grudge match to the finish. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Chase, so we, he's we, trying. He's trying to get back in. We yeah. don't have his video. Is that well, device is connected? Yeah, we'll try I to can't get, get. I can't get him back in. So, no, we'll, uh, we'll, so, so race. So this, oh, this, this, this is oh, your. Oh, this is race's opportunity just to ream on Chase, and he can't get in here. You know. What I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this happens. Yeah, Chase, all the you time. can't. You can't get in. Nope. Uh, so <laughs> probably, yeah. Oh man, that's funny. I was I was, was going to ask you what makes David what makes the race so unique, but you pretty much laid it out there. It's just it's just such a there's just all these different components from the race to the fans to the to the banquet afterwards. You know that when they give out all the all the all the rocks, it's just there's just so much involved in it. 
even the nightlife, like, you know, realistically, like guys like my, myself and Chase, like uh, we don't we don't get to attend races with some of the guys that show up to that event. Like Roger was saying earlier, there's there's guys that are your local club guys in that region that, you know, this is like their super nats every year. It's their one off event to go have fun at and and go street race. Um, and then there's guys all the way up to the national level that we see, you know, day in and day out on here in car chaser and whatnot that show up to that event. So it's like a mix of a couple different worlds along, you know, you throwing the vintage stuff in, into that and the Ignite guys. Um, so it's a good opportunity. Like I've, I've made so many friends at that event, even some of the corner workers, the guys that have been there year in and year out, like one guy every single year, uh, well, granted the two years that I've won something there every year, he has me sign something because that's his tradition. And he's been a corner worker there for 15 years. Like so it. like stuff like that, like you never forget things like that. The memorial race, the, the 206 race, that one was a memorial race yeah. and that whole family was there and they, they've been there ever since their son uh, died or brother, you know, whoever, whatever the extent of family. So they've been there and supporting the event. There's a race for that family. Like there's just so much about it. There's so much history and heritage that to me it, it screams the go-kart racing like it it just reminds me of when i was a kid growing up in the sport like there it just brings all the worlds of it together and we're expressing ourselves to um to people that that may be interested in that world Indeed. yeah shout out to travis devrain and the family there of course travis was one of the was a big part of the race and you mentioned him in the memorial race they have for travis uh, i think we're struggling here with chase to get him in here right now yeah, uh, I think race, he's pinched the fuel line a little too much. <laughs> Stalled her out. He starved his iPhone of fuel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> race, are we going to see you back there this year? I know that's kind of touch and go. You've been on the road for many, many weeks. Are we going to see it rock out? Yeah, we're trying right now. I mean, the schedule's been so jam packed this year with so many racing, so much racing going on. Um, I feel like every year we we try and back up the schedule so Chase and I can get an opportunity to go out and do what we love still. But uh, we're working on it. I, I'm supposed to know by tonight. So. Um, we're hoping that we can make it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we are going to, um, you know, I don't think we're going to be, either of us are going to be in King of the streets this year, unfortunately, but, uh, it's something that we've, as a business, we've backed off on and we've done a lot of Briggs and hundred CC stuff. And, um, you know, even hearing that open tag was coming back, I still have a few road taxes laying around. So, um, may, uh, may throw something together to run that, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of TBD at this moment. You know, everybody was talking about how this, you know, maybe the last one and this and that. And I, you feel like you hear that about street races every year. So I know that there's going to be more to come. I know the, you know, the insurance thing is very real for a lot of karting circuits and events like this around the country. But, um, I have, I have a lot of faith in that staff and, and their ability, you know, last year we were out there trying to help them set up the track and move some things around and keep it safe. And they do an amazing job at it. I've never, honestly, I've never been to that race and felt unsafe other than, you know, the natural condition of that street. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think that that's going to be a race for that's going to be around for many years. And, um, you know, if you if you haven't entered yet, I know entry the for the for the discount ends tonight. I got a notification about that earlier, but uh, it's a it's a bucket list race. It really is like, you know, there's a lot of go kart races, even national level races that I can honestly forget about after the weekend's over. Like it's another, you know, it's it seems very cookie cutter what what we are accustomed to, I guess, at, a, at the rate or at the level we race at. Um, and you go to a race like Rock Island and you, you, you kind of feel a sense of relief. One, if you race nationally, um, and two, it is a sense of excitement and energy. Um, you know, even going out and bar hopping that night. I mean, there's no other really energy like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Other than Vegas, like re really the energy isn't there, um, you know, like, like this event has. So it's something that if you haven't gone, you need to at least once to experience it. Um, and if you're coming back, it's, it's for good reason. 
we pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Toady Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, you can find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. Two thousand nineteen marked a new era for the Cartlift brand. The company that Tim Coyne owned and operated since 2003, one with a long tradition of quality products for the karting industry, was purchased by Ted Fashing and his business, Stockholm Karting Center, in October of 2019. Stockholm Karting Center Inc. has added the Cartlift brand to their very successful Triple T Race Products brand that has been fabricating parts for the drag racing industry for the past 25 years. We're small enough where the owner answers the phone and every call is important to us, but we're large enough to get the job done. We pride ourselves on the quality and personal customer service that we provide on the phone or at the track. Cart lift stands, as you know, can be found at racetracks all over the country. If you race alone or if you're a parent with a cadet or junior driver, let our one-man winch lift make your race days easier. Position the hooks under the rear bumper Push the button and your cart is raised into position and you're ready to go. We have traditional cart stands, single upright storage stands, cart lift stackers for storing two carts at once, tire changers, and skid plate kits. Cart lift stands are available at the finest cart shops around the country or you can order online at cartlift.com. For more information, give us a call at 877-777-8020. That's 877-777. 777-8020. Get a cart lift and leave your crew at home. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. 
Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. It's, it's like if you're in, if you're on the national level deal, it's almost like you uh, you take a deep breather, right? And it's like you're away from the craziness and you get to have some fun. And the same thing on the other side, if you're a club racer, this is the big one to come up and really have that super nats kind of feel. I love that. Uh, David, you brought something in there. You got a comment? There we go. Yeah. What's the, what's the challenge of running three different types of classes race? Um, so I did that in 21 for the first time I ran the hundred CC, the Briggs and, uh, the shifter. Um, and you actually had to enter six classes cause to run the King classes, you must enter the support class. So I ran Chase and I both, we ran six classes that weekend and, um, between all of them, you know, realistically, you know, the tire compounds were different for each class. Obviously the pace is different for each class. So I would say the Briggs was, you know, obviously the easiest to get accustomed to, um, you know, you had to just be super, super smooth around the racetrack and basically hold it wide open the whole time. That was the only way you're fast. So if you had to lift for any reason, you, you weren't winning that race. So, um, you know, being super smooth on the wheel is important in that the hundred CC was hanging it out as hard as you could, um, because you still had to try and be flat out as much as possible. And then the KZ, uh, you, you really can't get on the street, especially you can't get lost in overdriving the go-kart. Uh, it, you, you end up biting a barrier pretty soon if you do that on the street. So I would say, you know, there was the, you know, yes, I had more track time, so it was pretty nice to, to get out there and get a bunch of laps, but nothing really correlated. I had a really, really bad wreck in a heat race and dislocated my shoulder and, uh, you know, had to come in on the, on the tugger and, and got and my shifter cart was sitting on the grid and I was starting pulling that next race. And I'm trying to put my shoulder back in and pop a painkiller before I went out and did that one. So, um, you know, it's super, super unique. Uh, the only advantage I think I would have had was when the track was changing, I could kind of see where the barriers were if I was back to back in some classes, but totally different driving styles for all of them. I've always been, you know, I've always been a carter of every freaking Avenue possible. I think I've raced everything in karting, and I, I continue to. So, um, you know, really it's, it's just all in good fun at the end of the day. And that's, uh, still struggling to get chase on his device yeah. is not connected. So we're not gonna be able to get chase on. I don't think so. So let's race. Let's give an opportunity for you. Just a shout out when we have the opportunity. MPG Motorsports race factors, making some big moves, obviously the shop at Whiteland, all the stuff you guys are doing. One of the big teams to really watch right now. Just give some, you guys are, you guys are making some stuff really happen right now. So it's just awesome. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. When I was doing, you know, a couple of years ago, I was doing the chassis stuff and doing it all on my own kind of. And, uh, um, you know, with just the way the, the industry is right now, it's still difficult to get some things done and, and going. Um, but so, you know, Chase and I first off became extremely close as buddies and, and Billy Vincent as well. And, um, you know, once we decided to merge everything, um, I, I put the karting brand aside to build the lifestyle brand that, that race factory is. And that was always meant to be first. And we kind of morphed this whole world together to get um, to to try and you know take the strong suits that Chase, I, and Billy all had, and and piece them all together for a better, bigger operation. And um, you know, I think honestly, we've just we've done just that. We've had a lot of good success in the hundred cc categories, um, both in senior and junior, and developing young drivers and starting our karting camps and a lot of these dreams that I've always kind of had for the sport and voids I saw um, for my for my seat just starting to you know, we all have our visions and we're finally able to divide and conquer more so than, you know, either of us were able to do on our own and being the youngest, you know, I think we're the youngest karting team run karting team in the paddock. Um, you know, and I struggle, both of us really struggle with that going through the, the starts of our businesses when, you know, you're, you're looked at as the, the young guy that can't know that much and yeah, yeah, little, yeah. little do many know we've been in this sport you know, collectively for over 40 years between the experience the two of us have alone. 
Um, and you know, it's, it's finally showing. So it just takes time and, and, uh, we're really, really excited now to be a Whiteland Raceway Park here. And I'm at the shop in my office right now. And it's just been amazing to grow it all. So I don't want to take too much time on that, but thank you for the shout out and and thanks for everybody supporting us. It's listen, uh, we, we talk about the stability of the sport, right? To have young guys like you coming in, that's key. You know, when they, when the people in the sport start getting older and older, you need to bring in some youth, excuse me. And you guys, both you and Chase have done that. Like you said, the karting camps, the team itself, the trackside shop uh, at uh, at Whiteland. I just, you guys, congratulations on everything you, got, you guys are doing because it's, uh, I think it's going to be great for the sport moving forward for sure. And it all, and it all started sure. at Rock Island, right? It I did. Mean, that's really, that's when the, the, the friendship began, you know, it yeah. all because of Rock Island. Yeah, Rock Island 21 was the first uh, race versus 19. Chase. Uh, oh, yeah, 19, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, wasn't 20, he wasn't there right. in 19. I actually met yeah. him at Super Nats in 19. He was my teammate okay. at HMG. Right. Um, but, wow. uh, yeah, so we hit it off pretty well, and finally we got the, you know, we really, other than that one Super Nats, we never raced against each other. I never knew Chase growing up. He didn't know me because we were, he's Midwest. I was West Coast, and um, come to find out, we have a lot of the same skill sets, and we drive a lot of, alike, and, we push each other. I mean, honestly, I think I'm, I'm in the best, uh, I think I'm in the best race shape I've ever been in my life, both mentally and maybe not physically because I've gained a little bit of weight, but <laughs> I think mentally and, and what my, what, what my focus level is when Chase and I push each other, even on a practice mm-hmm. day, I mean, we, we get in the same go-kart and push each other to the max and make each other better. And he coaches me and I coach him and, you know, being, having that, that person, you know, both of us grew up with our parents as our coach, our mechanic, our tuner or everything. Right. And finally having somebody of the same experience to, to lean on and and capitalize on things with, um, you know, I I just, I still, I tell people all the time, I said, this is only the beginning for what we were able to, what we were able to conquer. I'll say this. And sadly, uh, Chase just sent me a message, uh, a text message. He literally was, he was fine right up until. I know. He was here the whole time. He should have just stayed at the shop. Like he said earlier. Good Wi-Fi here. That's it. That's it. All right. Let's bring Roger and Keith back on and wrap this thing up because we're talking Rock Island Grand Prix. Uh, Roger, let's come to you first. Uh, as uh, as uh, Race had said, uh, tonight essentially the last time last time for for pre registration. People can re- register up to the event, but again, I, you just it must must feel good to hear some of these people talk about the fact that this race is so special to them. Because uh, for myself, for David's, for so many racers, the Rock Island Grand Prix is just one of the most iconic events in, in North American karting. Yeah, and you know, like I said, there, it's one of the it's those, it's a once a year thing, where whether it's the race officials or the racers, or different volunteer groups or downtown business people, you know, we deal with them once a year basically, and you know we look forward to it, and that hopefully they look forward to coming out and racing with us. You know, it's it's an it's a thing for us. That's I mean it's a it's a fight 12 months out of the year to pull, pull this thing together. Yeah. And every September, our group doesn't meet because everybody in that group has said, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> and by October, it's like, it's like, okay, well, let's just write down all the things you want to change for next year. And then by November and December, we're off, you know, running for next year again. So, yeah, it. but it's all part of, I mean, there's, you know, people that I, in the sport that I, consider good friends that I like Keith, you know, that I only see once a year mainly, you know, unless I run into him somewhere, but um, raised the same thing, you know, the racers, um, it's just, it's just crazy. And, and we talked earlier about running the, the three different types of classes. 
we have a we have two people I think so far, and I'm sure you guys all know who they are, who are already signed up for eight classes. <laughs> right, Tony Nielsen, number one. It's Sketchy Barnes, number two. <laughs> Sketchy Barnes, yep, we got him. We got him. But Tony doesn't do shifters, so that's, no, that's his only. Nope. I tried. I, tried. <laughs> I know. I told to him, I said, I'm going to surpass you in rocks one day, old man. And, <laughs> and he said, no. Nah. I said, well, I still got the king when you don't have one of those. That's, so. it. that's <laughs> it. So, Roger, thanks, man. And, and again, let's go back to Keith and wrap things up. Obviously, the Margate brand name has been associated with Rock Island so closely, the winningest yeah. manufacturer in the event. But just to, to talk a little bit about kind of leading into the, to you wrapping up, Keith, uh, you just got, you guys just ran your hundredth race, uh, ignite race at gateway. Congratulations on that. That's Thanks. amazing. Yeah. Uh, you guys have built and produced almost 1500 ignite chassis. This yeah. program has been so amazing for this sport and allowing people to come in. And I remember you and I having podcasts when it first started talking about you, you guys breaking down the barrier of entry, right? It was going to be easier to get into the sport with a, with a cheaper go-kart but one that was high quality American made products, you name it, whatever. And, and of course spec products. Uh, but now we talk about the, you know, the ignite majors and how, you know, the ignite races are some of the best races you have each year at rock Island. It must be, I think for you guys to be able to be such a core part of a race, just like you guys were with Quincy and you are now with Elkhart as well. Uh, rock Island, just, it just, it's really ingrained in the whole, uh, the Margate ethos. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we hope it stays that way for many years to come. Uh, you know, we've been very fortunate. You know, we talked about making it easier to bring people into the sport. And that was our goal. That's our whole thing. We want, to, want it to be easier for people to get involved in karting. We want them to come from one side of the fence to the other at Rock Island. You know, we want them to go from being a spectator to being a participant. Um, and, and we feel like we've made it a little bit easier, but it's still it's still challenging. And, and as an industry, we all need to work together to make it even easier because people these days don't want to work more to do anything. They, they want to work less. That's it. Yeah, and, give me a turnkey. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of the, I always joke that a lot of the kids that are coming up, you know, they don't know which end of the screwdriver to hold. So we, <laughs> we have to make it easier. Um, Roger has given us a venue to do that. We feel like we, um, really kind of reignited, you know, no pun intended, the Rock Island Grand Prix there. Yeah, that was good. Um, um, you know, things had gotten a little tight, a little tough there, and and Roger gave us the shot, and we, we brought a lot of people there and exposed a lot of new people to street racing, and, and it really opened their eyes, and the people that came and competed at Rock Island were, were typically the people that would go back, like we talked, and go back to the local track, and all of a sudden they were up in the front, you know, it was just like, yeah. Hey, I got yeah. this, you know, and, and, you know, race, just talking about all the, all the good times, hanging out with your buddies and, you know, everybody going to Huckleberry's pizza or whatever. And yeah. um, I, I mean, I miss, I'm, I'm an old guy. I miss the Travoltas. I mean, that was, Me too. <laughs> uh, that was a fun night, you know, and I don't know if race was ever there for that. Um, I was not, but no, uh, that was really a fun night. And, and, uh, you know, it got me out of running Robin practice the next day. One hundred percent. I didn't go to the driver's meeting either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think either one of us made much the next morning. No. But, um, but those, you know, then that's what you talk. I mean, like, the races come and go, and, and you know, it's another race. It's, I don't want to say it's just like another race, but that's the beauty of this event. It's not another race. It's an event, 
and everybody goes and has a big time and and race is still talking about what he did the first year he was there and he re, i mean he remembers it all like it was yesterday because it. again it was a unique event it was special and that's what all the carters out there that are thinking about going they really need to understand like if you go to this it's an event it, you're going to have challenges it's it's going to take you out of your comfort zone but that's the beauty of it you know so that's it um push yeah. yourself into push you're pushing yourself right yeah push absolutely. yourself yeah. Uh, great comments there from Keith for sure. Same from Roger race. Thank you so much, man. Let's let these guys go. David wrap things up for this edition of face to face. Uh, again, the rock Island grand prix. I think Keith said it right there perfectly. David, it's an event. It's one, there are races that you run throughout the year that you're not going to say, Oh, I remember what we did on that Friday night or Saturday night. When it comes to rock Island, if it's your first time there, you will be talking about this race for decades to come. We all are different events, whatever it may be. It's just an event that's uh, I'm hoping to get back to next year. Thank God there's going to be a bit of a schedule change. My Labor Day may be back up. I may be back on track and at Ignite next year like you will be this year. Uh, I hope you have some fun, David. But the bottom line is Rock Island is one of a kind. I was going to say, yeah, even if it's you're going to be your 11th time racing there because that's that's what's going to happen this time. I mean, all season long, I kept telling myself, I'm not going to race. Because you did say that. <laughs> I know. I just, I'm not in the seat enough. But it's it's August and you're like, why am I not racing Rock Island? Then I get the email and I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. So there's just, like you said, it's an event that that's what it boils down to, you know, much how a lot of people have been talking about the IME grand national championship at track house, how it's unique. It's different yep. well, because it's a one-off it's an event. It's not like, like they've been, everybody was saying, it's not just another race. This is an event. This is something that you're going to have memories. I, again, I still remember the first year I was there in 2004, just at, just working. I remember the first ever laps I did. I remember my first ever crash. I remember all the other crashes as well too, but it's just the memories you make there just are ingrained in your, in your brain forever. That's and, that, and that's, that's, that's what racing, you know, again, for, for myself and my family, that's why we do karting. It's to make memories. You know, we, we do that and Rock Island Grand Prix does that. So what was this entire hour about? Simply to tell you guys, and you can hear from all of us and in our voices and the emotions that we had, this race is something that has changed us in terms of the way we look at our sport, the way we look at our years in cars and 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 with the Margate Ignite program, you know, just flying with your gear, they take care of you. David and I have done it many times. It's a fantastic program, Arrive and Drive. You can bring your own stuff, of course, if you want to, you know, you race your own machinery. But if you're not coming this first of all, try to come here this year. If you're not, let's go next year. Let's make sure to make it bigger and bigger. We are done for this edition, number 72. Uh, we talked about the Extreme Rock Island Grand Prix. Labor Day weekend, folks, every year, hopefully you will be there in 2023. On behalf of all of our guests, of course, David Cole, my name is Rob Howden. Bye for now.